0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of The Stoop. I'm your host, Jonathan Raggis. Alongside me, as always, is my partner in crime. He is the shark. His name, Jeff Perini. What's going on, brother? Good to be here.
1: A lot of traffic on the way to the studio tonight. Jesus. <laughs> I'm, I'm just no, no. playing him. Oh, I can tell
0: you. Yeah, if, uh, just to let everybody know, Jeff got here about three minutes before airtime. So when he says there was a lot of traffic... There was a lot of traffic. You just made it, man.
1: I'd like to tell a rock star story about uh, girls and groupies waiting outside. and wouldn't let me in, but it's not that pretty. It's just ugly traffic and me running down like an animal and setting up. But uh, here we are, ready for another great Monday night.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a great, great Monday night. And Joining us tonight is country girl. The Southern Girl herself, Donica Knight, is going to stop by and she's going to talk about her newest EP, Can't Buy a Southern Girl, and we're going to listen to two tracks off of her newest album, which is the hit single, Love Ain't a Prize, and one that I really like, called Stomp. So we're going to listen to that a little bit later and talk to her about her career as well as her newest album. It's going to be a damn good show, and we're really, really looking forward to having Donica with us. But before we do that, I think right away tonight, we jump into our top five, because this is going to be a little bit of a different top five here for us. Um, We're not huge country music fans. I probably listen to it a little bit more than Jeff, Um, but tonight, we're going to do our top five favorite country singers. Jeff, I know you were so looking forward to this.
1: (laughs) Uh, You know, not a big country guy, but uh, there's some artists that I know, and some artists that people... uh... Get me into, and that's pretty much what my list consists of.
0: All right, so let's start it off, man, and we'll kick it off with yours.
1: All right, sounds great. My top five, um, all pretty generic names, I'm not going to lie, I'm not doing anything uh, out of the ordinary. Uh, number five, I go with um, Faith Hill, a beautiful okay. woman, excellent voice, great songs. I do like her stuff a lot. Uh, number four, I'll, I'll stick with the family, go with her husband, Tim McGraw, and basically the Philly Roots. <laughs> Popper girl, you know Tug and Tim McGraw. Tim's got good stuff, and uh, all the ladies love Tim, and uh his music's pretty good. And uh, oh, you see him acting. Was,
0: and you mean the guy whose father was originally a Met, won a World Series there, and then the Phillies stole his catchphrase and used it as their oh, that Tim McGraw. Okay,
1: all right. Who also won a World Series here in 1980? That guy, exactly. <laughs> uh Let's see. With number uh three, I go with Kenny Chesney. Um Well, because I hear the rumors of these big shows. I listen to his music lately, and I heard he puts on a great concert, kind of like a uh, country version of Dave, who's a big tailgate show, which is a great show, and we're getting into him, kind of like his stuff. Uh, Number two is a woman to me that just steals my heart, uh, Carrie Underwood. I think she's fantastic. Um, From American Idol to country music, and she just seems to be rising so fast. She's such a big star out of nowhere. Uh, She's number two. And uh, number one for me has got to be the the legend of country music uh, of late, uh, Garth Brooks. Amazing stage show. I've YouTube a lot of his stuff uh, just to watch him. I've never seen him in concert. It just looks electric. His music's really good. The guy just delivers and uh, on all cylinders. Man, he's still going strong. So that's uh, that's my top five country. I pulled Very it off. Very nice,
0: man. Very nice. And we and we have completely different lists. We don't have one person at all matched up in our list, which is pretty damn cool to me. Uh, So I'll jump off right now. Number five, Jennifer Nettles has just always loved her. She's such a beauty. She's so nice. She's got just the best personality, and I absolutely love her voice, and I have just always have dug her and dug her career. Number four, the legend, Willie Nelson. He's just a man, and I love Willie Nelson, and he wants to legalize marijuana across the U.S., and I'm cool with that. So Willie Nelson is my number four. Uh, Number three, (sighs) The Rebel Man, Waylon Jennings. There's just nobody better in country music from back then. I think he's just an icon. He's a legend. He's given us so much on the country scene, as well as the music scene. Um, So Waylon Jennings is my number three. Number two, somebody I kind of grew up on. uh, My family owned a bar and restaurant. We're originally from New York City. We moved up uh, to Laceyville, Pennsylvania, where country music is a big thing, uh, North Pennsylvania. And this is just a guy I grew up on because he was always on the jukebox in the bar there, and that's Randy Travis. I've just always taking a liking to randy travis have loved his music um and he was great in black dog with patrick swayze so you can never go wrong there and number one my all-time favorite i absolutely adore her i think she is the best i think there is nobody better and she's really just jump start me listening to a little bit more country music and that's the new bird casey musgraves there is just she's just phenomenal man if you've never listened to a casey musgraves song I implore you to throw on a Casey Musgrave song, and I guarantee it, man. You will absolutely adore her, man. And that's my top five list. So let's uh, recap real quick. Jeff's top five Faith Hill, Tim McGraw, Kenny Chesney, Carrie Underwood, and Garth Brooks. I go completely different. Number five, Jennifer Nettles. Number four, Willie Nelson. Number three, the icon, Waylon Jennings. Number two, Randy Travis. And number one, the newbie, Casey Musgraves, man. And that's our top five,
1: isn't it? He's like, you went kind of classic, and I went kind of modern era a little bit.
0: Yeah, I went, I went, I went a little new with my five and one. And, uh, you know, I had to go, uh, you know, a little classic with my two, three, and four. Like I said, I've I've always loved Randy Travis. Just I've always thought, um, you know, just, I, I don't know. There was something always about Randy Travis that uh, that always rung, rang out to me. I don't know if it was just because, like I said, I grew up listening to a lot of his music because of, um, you know, where my family lived for for a year or two. Um but it always just stuck with me. But Casey Musgraves, man, uh she is just she's absolutely phenomenal, man. She's 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 a sweetheart. She's got one of the best voices and her newest album, pageant material, is just absolutely phenomenal. Um just as good as uh her her last album, um, which was same trailer, different park. So uh yeah, if you ever get a chance, man, listen to some Casey Musgraves. She's actually gonna be playing Uh, In June in New York City. So, uh, man, would I love to go see Casey Musgraves? Absolutely love her. That would be, if you told me right, if you asked me right now, who do you want to get in this show and who do you really want to interview? There's a list of people, but right at the top, um, probably in my top five would be Casey Musgraves, man. That's how we roll here, man.
1: Oh, yeah. We've done all right with country, therefore, you know.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. So, um, we're going to jump right into our points of discussion tonight. And first off, I have to talk about the most insane kick-ass concert that I went to on Saturday night. And that is the Dystopia Tour at the Sands in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. I got to see Havoc. I got to see Children of Bodom. I got to see the amazing, the legendary Suicidal Tendencies. And I got to see the iconic Megadeth once again. It was just a fantastic show, Jeff. Um, you saw all my pictures and my videos up on Facebook. was just shooting all night while I was there. Um, you know, not, it was just a great show. We, we were able to get there to see the new band Havoc play. They only played about three or four songs. They were absolutely phenomenal to me and to my buddy who went with me. It was funny. We th- We thought about the same thing. They're kind of like a new Slayer, but the vocalist is so much better than Tom from Slayer. Um, absolutely phenomenal band. Try to check them out if you can. Havok, H-A-V-O-K. Reach, you know, reach out to them on Twitter and Facebook and like their pages because these new bands really deserve it. Um, Children of Bodom have always been a big fan of Children of Bodom. They have, uh, they've been around for a while. Um, never got to see them live, even though I've been a fan of their music. And, uh, it was really cool being able to get to see, um this uh, this metal band from Finland. I mean, they've been around since the early 90s, so it was real cool to get to see them. They really kicked ass, but Suicidal Tendencies, man. Suicidal Tendencies, let, let me tell you this. They've been around since 1980, Never. Jeff. Yeah. 1980. And there's only one original member of the band, which is Mike Muir, Psycho Mike. And he's 53 years old. And <laughs> watching this guy run around, I can't believe... That the next night, he was going to play at the Electric Factory. The night after that, in Boston. Thursday night, they were at Terminal 5 in Brooklyn right before this show. It, it just, uh, it's a, it blows my mind that this guy has not stopped since 1980 and the biggest highlight of this show before I get to Megan Death. I have to say right now, the legendary Dave Lombardo filling in at Drummer for Suicidal Tendencies taking over for Eric Moore. He just killed it, man. Dave Lombardo was just a a nut job at 51 years old on this drum set keeping up with suicidal tendencies if nobody knows he's a founding member of Slayer original member of Slayer um just just such an amazing show and then Megadeth comes on they played mostly classics a couple of songs from their new album Dystopia which is absolutely phenomenal if you love metal and you love Megadeth and you haven't really heard it or you don't you have don't have it please get it it's a great 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 album um, two, new band, uh, two new band members are there now. Chris Adler from Lamb of God is the new drummer of Megadeth, and Kiko Larrero from Angra is now the new guitarist. And let me tell you, it's not every day that members um, can leave a band, Jeff. And the band, you know, either still kind of succeeds or they don't. You know, they drop off just a little bit. But when um, I'm trying to think who the original uh, who who just left, um, give me a second, and I'll and I'll think about it. Uh, Chris Broderick, he left in 2014, and uh, they brought in Kiko Lorrero and let me tell you, it, this was a blessing, this was an absolute blessing, Kiko Lorreiro killed it so far on this tour, huge, huge fan of Kiko Lorreiro after this, I've known him, I remember him from Angra, wasn't a big fan of Angra, but man, absolutely freaking phenomenal, great show, Chris Adler, you know Lamb of God, Jeff, he just killed it, man, it was, it was a really, really good show, man.
1: Look really, I'm jealous. The lineup yeah. is incredible. And I noticed you posted um, this uh, video of Institutionalized, which I got to watch later. That is such a classic song, and it that's that's what makes that that makes. I mean, Mike is just sitting there and just talking about how nuts his family thinks he is. It, it's great, man. That's great stuff, right there.
0: Yeah, just listen, man. It was such a great show. You can go on YouTube and they have clips, pretty much full songs throughout the entire dystopia tour from all four bands those are the ones i posted tonight that you can actually check out and maybe we'll even post one up on the stoop facebook page later but absolutely phenomenal psycho pit broke out people were just nuts but it was a great fun crowd except for the guy that was standing in front of me and my buddy and he was throwing up into the sound check booth um that wasn't <laughs> so great but i mean this guy was shot man he was shot he was shot man i was like and he's drinking bud lights like how many bud lights did you drink in three hours that you're that shot it was kind of bad.
1: Well, just keep in mind the taste of Bud Light. That'll kill you alone.
0: I uh, know. And let me tell you this, man. $22 for two beers.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's
0: Isn't that insane? For Bud Light. For Bud Light, $22 for two beers, man. Insane. Absolutely insane. But it was a really good show. Um, if you guys are listening tonight and you're big fans of metal um, and you don't really follow Megadeth, you don't really follow ST, you don't really follow Children of Bodom or Havoc, Seriously, go check them out. Uh, we'll post again about that on our Twitter tonight so you can check out their Facebook and Twitter pages. They're just absolutely phenomenal. Uh mega death, suicidal tendencies, and even children of Bodom are getting up there. Classic uh metal bands. And uh gotta give them some love, man, 'cause they're still going. Mike Muir, man. Unfreaking believable, dude. Unfreaking believable. I I don't I don't know how that guy's not sore in the morning, man. He keeps going. Don't get it.
1: 53. Talk about things that make you feel old. 53.
0: 53. It was funny. My uh, my neighbor texted me tonight and said, uh, you know, I, I saw... The last time I saw Suicidal Tendencies was at a show in Trenton in 1984. Think about that, man.
2: Yeah.
0: Crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. But some good stuff. But let's uh, swing over a little bit now. We're going to jump into a little bit of wrestling. Last week, we had our very good friend, Marcus Buff Bagwell, join us. It was a great interview. Unfortunately... We didn't hear it on our end. It must have been on the recording end through Blog Talk Radio. There was a little bit of a connection problem, and he kept going in and out. He had some phenomenal stories, but I promise you, Buff Bagwell will be back with us again in the future to continue his stories and to talk to us more. Great guy, really good friend of the show here, and we can't wait to have him back on. So talking with that, the WWE is now set to induct for the 2016 Class of the Hall of Fame the Icon Sting, the amazing, fabulous Freebirds. The Godfather, eh, the big boss man, may he rest in peace, women's wrestler, and she's phenomenal, Jacqueline, and now they announced that they're going to induct Stan Hansen. Um, first of all, Jeff, what do you think of this lineup?
1: Uh, uh, looking at the lineup, I'm not enthralled with a lot of the names. I mean, Sting is a legend, but he's a WCW legend, and now obviously WWE owns all the rights. So, yeah, Sting gets a Hall of Fame. Um I was always a friend of, uh, always a fan of Jacqueline, of course. Uh yes. She always had it in all the right places. Big boss man was uh, great. He was an eighties guy and became a nineties guy. He had the gimmick and he he stuck with the gimmick. Um, mm-hmm. a lot of guys don't they change their story. He was always the big boss man and believable. Uh but uh fabulous Freebird uh yeah. Again, WCW stuff.
0: The Godfather
1: yes. yeah, yeah, Legend, sure. I don't get the Godfather at all. To me, that's not Hall of Fame material. Stan Hansen's not Hall of Fame material. So uh, the list this year is uh, kind of a letdown. Almost looks like they're are starting to grasp at some names and just throw a couple of people in there to have a ceremony.
0: Yeah, I don't know. With uh, you know, with them retiring Sting, um, you know, there were some names, and you know, they may be, um, you know, in, in the Hall of Fame, and I just don't remember it right now. Um, and I'm just gonna throw that out there and I'm actually looking it up real quick so I don't uh make an ass out of myself. Um but let's <laughs> see. Um you know, why don't you go with the whole WCW thing? You know, why don't you uh retire some of the legends from WCW? I'm sorry, but I would like to see somebody like uh Vader, you know, put in there. If 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 sure. he already isn't, you know. Would love to see Vader in there. Um, you know, there's you know, you know, even a Luger, um, you know, it would be great to see some of the WCW guys follow. Stan Hansen, I think, you know, he's, he is, a, you know, Hall of Fame material, although I think they could have gotten some better people. But Stan Hansen, to me, is Hall of Fame material. The Godfather, don't really see it. I think that was just taking somebody from the era where most people that still watch it kind of remember it. I'd rather see him go in his Papa Shango as a joke because I think that would be freaking hilarious. Um, big Boss Man, absolutely deserving. Um, you turn around, and uh, why not the one-man gang? You know, why not the one man gang along with Big Boss Man going in, man? That that, that would have been uh, a, a good name rather than the Godfather. Jacqueline deserves it. I you know. I kind of had a little bit of a debate with uh, two wrestling buddies of mine that are in the business, and uh, I said, you know, I wish they would have picked somebody else. And they kind of said, yeah, but remember this? You know, it's been a, you know it's been a long time since I really seen Jacqueline in the ring and really remembered her career because she was in that kind of attitude era. And, you know, she got phased out a lot, and they really didn't use her skill. But she was a phenomenal, phenomenal women's wrestler. Um, there's no question yeah. about it. Definitely deserving of it. So now my question to you is, who would you want to see inducted?
1: Um, I guess if we go to the WCW thing. And, again, I don't really know the Hall of Fame lineup, like you said. Yeah. There's, um, there's WCW names. Uh, like I said, obviously the Horsemen, uh, like Tully Blanchard maybe, uh, and the Andersons if they're not in there already.
0: Um, yeah, I believe they are, actually. I believe uh, Rick Flair was inducted by himself, and then I think they were all inducted as the Four Horsemen later on.
1: Um, like I said, the, the Hall of Fame lineup, to me, it, it's kind of hard to, to say who you put in the Hall of Fame because um, obviously there's theory the essential big names in wrestling, the Hogan, the Sting, the Flair, uh, Randy Savage, Warrior, guys like that. And most of those guys are in. Um, yeah. So it, it's really hard to say. I mean, to me... The essentials every year seems like somebody I said, oh yeah, I remember him. He gets in, and that's that's due justice. But uh, to sit here and say who should be and who shouldn't be, is tough for me because I don't know. It, in the end, it's just it's wrestling, and they just kind of pick a guy and they put him in.
0: Yeah. Now let me ask you this: they have put in, um, they've put in people by themselves, and then they've also put them in as a part of a team. Would you see somebody like? Let's say Bret Hart getting inducted, and then they turned around and induct the Hart Foundation with along with him and Jim D'Angelo because you know legendary tag teams. I mean, why not? If you could put the Four Horsemen in, why can't you start to put in some legendary tag teams? Like that? I mean, they put the the Bushwhackers in.
1: <laughs> but I do like that. If you go, uh, you can go tag team wing. I've got no problem with that. Obviously, you do individuals, but there's no problem with the tag team wing. Um, uh, demolition. Axe and Smash, Demolition, uh, the Hart Foundation, like you said. Um,
0: British Bulldogs.
1: Um, the British Bulldogs. Um, Michaels and Gennetti. uh you know, There's a lot of guys you can go. In tag team, you can branch it out that much more uh, and get more guys in there. And uh, like I said, Jim nightheart ne- has been around forever. Not a legendary name on his own, but at the Hart Foundation, they, they ruled the tag team uh, circuit in the 80s for a long time. Great team, and why not recognize them both for it?
0: yeah absolutely uh last year's list uh it was a good one macho man randy savage unfortunately that was a posthumous uh inductee uh rikishi he's been around for many 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 years uh intercontinental champion two-time tag champion um he's he's been around and he's did so many things so that's a guy you can actually say he's hall of fame material he's been around for so long he's done so many things uh alondra blaze goes in Larry Zabisco, to living legend Uh, Tatsumi Fujinami, uh, who's a monster over in Asia. He's a six time IWGT heavyweight champ, uh, one time NWA champ, two time WWF junior heavyweight champion. He's been around. Kevin Nash goes in, you know, eh, you know, I like Kevin Nash to an extent, but you know, sometimes you have to roll out these different names because last year, Razor Ramon went in, which is Scott Hall, as we all know, Carlos Colon, whose kids are Carlito and Orlando, uh, Rest his soul, Paul Bearer, William Moody, absolutely deserved it. Lita goes in, Jake the Snake Roberts went in. At the same time, the Ultimate Warrior went in. He only died, he died a couple of days later, which is absolutely sad. But, you know, you look at some of these names that trickled down the year before that. You had McFoley, Bob Backlund, Trish Stratus, Bruno Sammartino, and Booker T. Now, did you think, like, a Booker T deserved to get in before, let's say, a Paul Bearer, before... Uh, a Macho Man Randy Savage, before a Larry Zabisco, like, see, that's the stuff I don't get with the way they pick, and that's, I take anything away from Booker T, I think Booker T is absolutely phenomenal, um, his brother Stevie Ray is going to be with us on Thursday, I'm just saying with the way they pick people, um, you know, Yokozuna went in before all of those names, um, Sonny went in before some of those names, um, you know, just you know, just throwing names out to say like Coco Beware. And listen, I love Coco Beware. Think, you <laughs> yeah. know, he's definitely because he's held so many different N.W. regional championships and he's been around for so long. Definitely hall of fame material. But you see him more as like that add-on name later on the list when you start to get rid of some of the bigger names that deserve to be in there. Now, does that? I mean, what kind of process do you think they go through with thinking? That? Because I try to think about it, and I really don't know why they would pick a Coco Beware before let's say a macho man, Randy Savage.
1: I don't really know if they do it like other sports based on a retirement basis. And and even if they do Booker key is in there kind of early uh, compared to some of the names you mentioned. Um, Coco beware is kind of dumbfounding why he makes the hall of fame. I mean, the hall of fame is supposed to be a, a group of legends and I don't see him as a legendary wrestler. Um,
0: when you look at the legendary WWF of the 80s, which was was pretty much, you know, growing up, if you grew up in the 80s, you knew all of these names. And I had to say, you knew Coco Beware. I mean, they, they had him on merchandise. It wasn't like he was just some little piss-ant jobber. They had him on some merchandise. Kids, kids and teenagers knew who Coco Beware was in the 80s. And I think there was a lot of fans, and they brought him in. I, I'm okay with them putting him in. Just before so many other names, it's kind of weird, man.
1: But for a good reason or for bad, I mean, is Coco Beware well-known for a good reason? Like, is it a super wrestler, or is it the ridiculously bright gold jacket and a parrot? And, uh, <laughs> not not a fan. Obviously not a big fan.
0: I don't know, but you know what? You look at it, too, and you could say, like, listen, I was a huge fan of Junkyard Dog. Sylvester Ritter was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, yeah. God rest his soul. Um, great wrestler. But in his WWF days, did more people know him because he was the guy that danced in the ring? Or did they know him from his days with Mid-South Wrestling, with Mid-South North America, where he was the heavyweight champion? They didn't know that Junkyard Dog, and that's the reason why Junkyard Dog went into the Hall of Fame. You talk to most of the fans now who remember Junkyard Dog, they remember the guy that danced in the ring in WWF. He wasn't the big guy in WWF, you know what I'm saying? So, It's it's hard to say. Coco Beware on the NWA circuit, he won won a lot of uh, titles. So, um it's crazy, on man. Just, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. It's 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 just crazy looking at this list, man, and seeing how many people are are you know from from our youth are gone now, man. It's yeah. insane.
1: I think if they want to um, if they want to do something big, I think retirement wise, we were talking about last week uh, when we had Bagwell on uh, with the whole NWO thing, how it revolutionized wrestling. If you want to retire something, I think you you throw them guys together and you retire that one night as well. I know it's kind of anti-establishment and maybe it's like the bad guys, but hey, man, it really, as we said last week, put wrestling on the map in in the 90s. NWA deserves a retirement. If you could put
0: two of the baddest guys in wrestling in Ric Flair and Abdullah the freaking Butcher in the WWE Hall of Fame, you could put the NWO in, no question about it. Because you know what? That's when, you know, and, and we spoke to Buff about it and he agreed with us. That's when people really started to root for the bad guy. When the n w o came out and when Stone Cold Steve Austin came out, that's when people started to root for the bad guys to the point that they had to take the bad guys and make them baby faces. We've seen it so many times, you know unfortunately, some guys play better good guys, uh excuse me, some bad guys play better bad guys than they do good guys, and they you know they had they kept jumping back and forth, which is why I think that they did the n w o black and white and the n w o wolf pack, yes, yeah. you know. That's, you know what, that's something we got to bring up with Stevie Ray on Thursday. I think that would be interesting.
1: I like it, definitely.
0: Absolutely. All right, uh, just in very few minutes, we're going to be joined by country singer Donica Knight. Really looking forward to that, and then we're going to play uh, two of her tracks. So what we'll do right now is we're going to play one of her songs, and we're going to come back, and if she hasn't joined us by then, we'll talk a little bit more about some stuff. If she does, we'll get into some more uh, discussions after the interview. Sound good, Jeff?
2: Sounds great.
0: All right, so here is donica Knight's uh hit single off of her newest album Can't By a Southern Girl," and it's called "Love Any Prize Enjoy and we'll be right back with donica Knight
3: my love ain't a prize my love ain't a prize.
0: Newest album Love Prize, and joining us right now is the Southern girl herself, Donica Knight. What's going on, Donica?
4: Hey there, fellas. Doing great. I'm doing so good today. Thank you for asking.
0: Absolutely. Thank you for joining us. And uh, I, I guess you're on a high because you're just making arounds right now. You're on radio shows. You're 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 doing pretty much everything right now, huh?
4: I will tell you, today um, has been a crazy day. Right now, I'm in Dothan. I literally just walked off stage at uh, like two, three minutes ago and I, and I ran outside to get away from the, the noise of the crowd because uh, I, I, I want to talk to y'all. And it's been a busy day. I woke up at 3.30 a.m. and I drove two hours to Dothan mm-hmm. and I did four radio interviews today, which was amazing and awesome. I went to the TV stations uh, and just some social media stuff and interviews and getting my song out there and and I just thank you so much for having me.
0: no we thank you for joining us. uh we were just talking well, we just listened to your newest song, "Loving a prize," which is absolutely phenomenal. You got the voice of an absolute angel. we love it so much here at the stoop um so let's let's jump right into it. your newest e p just came out and it's called can not Buy a Southern Girl." My question to you is, how did you come up with the title for your newest album and what's been the response like so far since it's been released
4: well the title came off the song you just played loving and prize and it was inspired by the chorus and my first uh, this is my second album this is the first one that i've written everything on it though um but my first album it was a southern girl's heart okay. and don't no it's called a southern heart excuse me and i just wanted to keep true to to that and that theme because I feel like I have a southern heart, I love the country, and uh, I'm from Alabama. Mm-hmm. But I'm just excited. The EP came out on Thursday last week, St. Paddy's Day. And the response has been incredible. It went number two on the new uh, country release albums wow. on iTunes. And when Love, Anna Prize came out before the EP, it went number one. <laughs> for single release, and that's just, it blows my mind, and because (laughs) the EP is, uh, it's got rock in it, and it's got some soul in it, uh, it it ended up going number nine on all genres on Thursday for new album releases, and that just, that makes me so happy, I I picked St. Patty's Day for a reason, because I was wishing myself good luck on it, and I'm so glad that I picked that day, and I had a big release party in my hometown because okay. I haven't been home in a while. And it was just, it was so awesome. Uh, I had my friends and my family come out and support me. And we released, um, I played everybody the new songs and sang a few live and uh, just got to meet everybody and say hello to my, my family because I hadn't mm. seen them. And That's great. I had a special guest, too, Chris Tonto Gronto, who was a survivor from the Benghazi attacks.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes,
4: and he came and supported it
0: very yeah. nice, very nice. yeah, I saw your pictures on uh, Facebook of the release party. A lot of people turned out, and you know it was a great day for it and I honestly, just from listening to it here, um you could have picked any day you really didn't need the luck. It's an absolutely phenomenal album um glad it's it's really taken off so far for you um you've opened for a lot of different country acts you've opened for a lot of different rock acts uh just to name a few uh leonard skinner sticks three doors down the band perry which is absolutely phenomenal skid row ario Speedwagon, kid rock luke bryant etc etc you've done it already uh some of these groups are absolute legends and icons and the others are monster stars of today um what's it like opening for these types of musicians
4: it's indescribable. Uh, it's something that I've always dreamed of doing, and when it's actually happening, you, you feel like you're in this dream, and so mm-hmm. I feel like somebody has to pinch me, because I'm just on cloud nine, and it's great, because I've got to meet a lot of people, and I've gotten to meet a lot of different artists, and find out about what this industry is about, what it's like to be um, a household name, and... I just can't believe that I've opened up for all these amazing artists and I'm so grateful for them and I'm thankful for the people that booked me for those shows and mm-hmm. uh, hopefully I can continue to add to the roster and and maybe one day um, somebody will open up for me.
0: It's going to happen. And that's my next question for you right now, actually, is if you had your way, your choice, if I said to you tonight, Donica, tomorrow night you're headlining a concert you get to pick one act to open for you. Who would that act be?
4: Oh, gosh. <laughs> Nobody has ever asked that question.
2: Well, we asked I'm going to have
4: to go here. with my icon, and that's going to be Bonnie Raitt. But that's going to be weird because I would have to be opening up for her. Cause, <laughs> you know. But I love Bonnie with all my heart. and uh, I would pick her, and um, if I had to pick a, a close second, it would be Shania Twain. So I mean if I if I was headlining and Shania Twain was my opener, I mean that would be a pretty legit. I'd be a little excited about that one.
0: I I think so, yeah. I th- I think I would anybody would be excited about that. That's phenomenal. Let's um let's go in the past, we'll turn back the clock a little bit, we'll go back to little Donica Knight. Um growing up, I'm sure you were a music fan. Everybody pretty much is when they're a kid. Um, who were some of the acts you listened to? Uh, were, were there any of them that were just so super influential to you that they made you become a singer?
4: Well, when I was little, I used to listen to all the big powerhouse female singers, and mm-hmm. I would try to imitate them. And those powerhouses were Whitney Houston, Celine Dion, Fate um, Pill, uh, Mariah Carey, and Patsy Klein. And I, I would always just sing these big, big songs. And so it influenced me to want to be a singer. But as I got older and started learning that I didn't want to just be a singer, I wanted to be an artist, then mm-hmm. that changes. And then I start honing in on what do I like? What's the sounds that represent my heart, my mind, and
2: mm-hmm. what
4: makes me move? And so now I'm I'm excited because this new record is 100% me, and I have put all my 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 time and energy and and my art into it, and I'm proud to say that I'm an artist on this one. Um, I'm not just a finger
2: on mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. I
4: had a lot to do with the music and instrumentation and. Um, but that, to answer your question, now I, I love 70s. I love the 70s rock. I love CCR, Leonard Skinner, um Hank Jr., and I, I just, I love so many different things. It, uh, music, it, it's so powerful.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, even old genres, that's what we were talking about earlier Last uh, this past Saturday night, I just... uh went to a real metal concert um and Jeff and I were just talking about it and it's just phenomenal how there were so many different people there and I was looking at their t-shirts um which I don't know why I was just you know just just had a little bit of a dead moment there and uh you know we were at a Megadeth concert and then I saw people walking in with uh an Oreo Speedwagon shirt, a Rush shirt, a couple of Kiss shirts and it's just amazing how all these genres can just get together and it's because they all actually respect each other and it's nice that you're taking the country, and the rock, and you mixed it together for this uh, newest EP, And you can really hear it. We just heard it uh, with your first song. And then after this interview, we're going to play Stomp, which I absolutely love. I would say it's probably my second favorite song on your album here. Um, So we're going to play that. And you can really hear uh, just the crossover of country and rock. Um, Is is it hard to do that uh, as an artist? Is it hard to cover and and basically, uh, you know, basically mutate country and rock together or is it something that can just really flow very easily for you?
4: Well, I wasn't trying to go for a certain thing. I wasn't Mm -hmm. trying to say, oh, I'm making a country record or I'm making a rock record. I -hmm. just um, started writing these songs and trying to get the instrumentation to where I liked it. And it turned out to be a country rock influence. Mm
2: -hmm.
4: So um, I wouldn't say that it was hard. It was just... There's a lot of time involved, and it's very detailed, and a lot of love poured into it, and um, yeah, so it, it, they, it just kind of came out that it was Southern Rock.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, it's absolutely beautiful. Um, so you got, I know if you could actually write and record with Bonnie Raitt, you'd probably just drop dead, um, but you did get to write and record with such an uh, an amazingly iconic person in Ronnie Millsap. Was that like an okay? I can die now type of moment for you?
4: That was a pinch me. Um, I had just <laughs> started doing original music because uh, when I first I went to college and I was I wasn't studying music or pursuing it. I think at church, um, and then I was studying special education and exercise science. I just felt called to do music, and when I joined uh, a band. Right when I did that, I was like, okay, i got to start making money. So I joined the cover band, and I did that for a year, year and a half, and then I decided I want to write. And so I started going to Nashville, and I met this amazing person named Rob Galbraith, who, was, who is and was the producer for Ronnie Millsap. And he introduced me to Ronnie and said, Ronnie, you got to hear this girl sing. And Ronnie, he's known as the Golden Ears because mm. – He's blind, and his his ears are very fine-tuned into sound and sonics. And um, mm-hmm. he just thought there was something special in my in my voice and the vocals. And he said, Rob, I want to do a song with her. Oh, and so cool. we ended up doing two songs. And one of them I actually wrote, which is extra cool.
2: <laughs> <And>
4: <laughs> he's just an amazing guy. Um, to take in somebody under his wing like me who... Uh, had just started um and make me feel good about myself that somebody with his caliber would believe in me because mm-hmm. I wasn't believing in myself then.
0: So I just knew so that basically I that talent. gave you Yeah, I was gonna say that it gave started you a like, building the confidence. my confidence. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: That's amazing. Well if if our listeners don't know of Ronnie Millsap, either uh you were just born yesterday or you're hiding in the cave but uh Ronnie Millsap is just uh he's he's an absolute legend. He's one of the first people to take country and mix it in with uh pop and R and B and rock and roll elements. I mean R&B, he's
3: just yeah.
0: yeah. He's just absolutely phenomenal. Um really go out there and you know take a listen to Ronnie Milsap's music. Yeah. It's 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 just amazing yeah. stuff and, and our and our own Donica Knight here right now just uh she got the right. I to don't
4: have my record. computer by me. Yeah. But if you have one by you like mm-hmm. you can you Ronnie Milsap in the eighties, he had like the most number one hits of all time. And I don't want to get the number wrong. Um, but I want to say it's like, I don't know, 30, who knows? I could be really way off, but mm-hmm. he is one of the most, um, uh, he had the most hits. He might, he may even be the a country artist, like one of the top country artists with the most hit.
0: Um, oh, I'm sure he is. Number one song. He had, uh, he had, uh, I'm trying to think. I think it's, it's 40 number one hits he had. Is,
4: that's what it is? Yep. See? I was wrong. I I was thinking I was shooting too low or shooting too high when it said 30, but 40. Wow. I mean, how do you do that? (laughs) And and you've got to
0: write and record with him. That's the. I
4: I still can't believe that happened. I I just can't. And he's been so nice. And every now and then uh, we'll cross paths some more. Um, Maybe I'll play a venue that he's playing at that day and, so I always get
1: to go over
0: there and say hi, and he's just <laughs> a
1: good soul. Mm, that's great. Get, uh, off real quick, uh, forty number one hits, thirty five of which have reached the top spot on the Billboard chart. Wow. That's your uh, Ronnie. Now one's right there. That's amazing. Absolutely amazing.
0: Wow, very amazing. So. Now with Can not by a Southern Girl now released, you're doing all the promoting for it. Um what's 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 next for Donica Knight after this?
4: Yeah. Well, since it just came out last week, mm-hmm. um now I'm starting radio. I'm doing radio tours and the official radio tour starts April 18th. But okay. I've been doing the Wiregrass and the Hometown Radio and I've been very blessed and fortunate that my my stations are starting to pick up my songs. And some of these stations that are extremely hard to get on, like they don't play independent artists, um, have actually put it into rotation. And I made history on one station, which blows my mind. And, and I think I just might have made history on another one today, um, crossing my fingers. But I just, I've been so lucky. Um, but my plan is radio, try to get that song out there, get my music out there. Uh, April 9th, I'm going to be releasing a bonus track to this this record,
2: Hmm. and it's
4: called Blood on My Boots. And so I'll make sure that uh, Michael Stover sends it to you whenever I get it up on iTunes, and I'd love to come back and talk about it. It's a military tribute song, and on the 9th of April, I'll be in Dallas, Texas, with Miss Taya Kyle, who is Chris Kyle's widow from American Mm. Sniper.
2: Yes. And I
4: heard her speak, and I just got inspired to write uh, the song. And um, also heard another person named Chris Tonto Peronto speak, and Mm -hmm. and they just gave me all these inspirations to Blood on My Boots. And I'm going to be singing it to her in honor of Chris's birthday bash on the 9th. So I'm really excited about just being able to write some music and, and put it out there and feel good about it.
0: Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Now, what's now so far? I mean, I, I know it's only been released last week, but what's been the hardest part? Was it actually writing and recording this album, or so far has it been promoting it?
4: Um, I mean, every every little thing is different and hard mm-hmm. because uh, it requires different types of talent. And I, I was yeah. talking about this today. I I had no idea until I started doing this what it all takes for an artist. You have yeah. to be good on your social media skills because social media is important, um, and that is something that I'm getting a little bit better at, um, and so that's hard to me, and because I want to go write and sing, but I know that you gotta you gotta social media it up, and now I've grown to really like it and uh, starting to love uh, Facebook and Instagram and being able to communicate with people, but you also you have to have artwork so you need somebody or you have to be able to um do good artwork and images and um fonts and videos i started doing videos and i'm learning more about that and you uh, and, and i wrote these songs so you have to learn about songwriting and and it's just so many different things and yeah. you, to sing you got to sing every day to make sure that your <laughs> voice is up to par and mm. there's just a lot to do you just Next thing you know, you, you wake up in the morning, and then your day is gone because you're doing what you love.
0: Well, the life of a music star, so <laughs> that's the way it works. Um, well,
4: I'll, I'll tell you, I'm running on no sleep today and yesterday. <laughs>
0: three
4: hours last night and three and a half tonight before, so I'm jacked but, up on coffee if I sound a little. <laughs> but it's all going to
0: be worth it in the end. It's all going to be worth it in the end. I don't know if your manager, uh, Michael Stover, told you this, but we like to put people on the spot a little bit here on the show. We do a top five list at the beginning of every show. Uh, we had some of other Michael's clients on there. We did the same thing with them. Um, we did our top five favorite country artists tonight. Um, Jeff's top five, going from five up, was Faith Hill, Tim McGraw, Kenny Chesney, Carrie Underwood, and Garth Brooks. Mine was Jennifer Nettles, Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Randy Travis, and Casey Musgraves. Yes, Casey Musgraves is my number one. Um, I have to ask you, because we, we we love to document this. It's going to be up on our website who are your top five favorite
4: oh, country artists? What? I'm glad we give you names, but I want to make sure that you know I love everybody. Of course. Yeah. We all do. But I have to say Ryan out first because okay. he, he has just been an incredible person to me. Um, and then I love Patsy Klein, so that's that's next.
0: Yeah.
4: Um, I love Shania Twain. That's third. Number four. I like Don Williams. Oh. Oh, no, wait. Hold on. He's not number four. Oh, my gosh. Hank Williams. Sorry. Hank, go. Go. Hank Williams. Okay. Hank Williams. I have to That's say the Hank right. Williams.
0: You're running Actually, on no sleep.
4: Put, put <laughs> Hank Williams at the top. I got to say Hank Williams first. Okay. Then I'm going to say Ronnie. Sorry, Ronnie. Okay. Then I'm going <laughs> to go with Shania. No, then it was Patsy Lyon and, and Shania.
0: Yes.
4: And then Don Williams. There you go.
0: Look really? at that. Very nice. Well, I, I like that.
4: Miranda Lambert too.
0: So. Yeah, I know, so you know. If you
4: want to add six, just go ahead
0: and. No, we you know what? We'll, we'll, we'll do that. We'll, we'll actually do that tie at fifth for you. So we'll do Don Williams and a little bit of Miranda Lambert there. The classic stoop okay. thing. The ties for fifth. <laughs> yeah, we do a lot of ties at fifth here because it's so hard. Because, you know, I, I was just, you know, even just talking about the country singers tonight, there are so many people we left off the list. And it's like, you know, every time we do it, we usually have a tie at fifth. Last week we had a tie at first with me, so uh, yeah, it, it's it's always fun times here at the stoop. So, but that's but that's a great top five list. So uh, just for our listeners, if you're just tuning in right now, Donica Knight's top five favorite country artists are tied at fifth: Miranda Lambert, Don Williams, number four: Shania Twain, number three: Patsy Cline, number two: Ronnie Milsap, number one: The Great Hank Williams. That's a great list, Donica. Thank you so much.
4: I will say I've never heard uh Don Williams and Miranda Lambert on at the same time <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: Those probably, are com-
4: two complete opposites
0: <laughs> you probably will all right so uh you know what Donica thank you so much we would love 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 to have you back here in the future and we wish you nothing but the best of of luck and success and if you can do us a favor and go to sleep tonight and rest up because you got more work to do tomorrow <laughs>
4: Uh, I'm Lizzie Baby doll and I thank yeah. you so much for having me.
0: Thank Absolutely. you so much
4: for everybody listening and uh I'm getting better on social media so please hit me up and I'd love to talk to you about anything. Uh, music, uh, sweet tea, whatever it is that you want to chat about. And I thank you for the stoop for having me on here and y'all are just y'all are awesome for helping people like me and uh Absolutely. just for helping artists and loving music.
0: Absolutely. I Thank you so much, donica alright you
4: All right. Y'all have a great night.
0: Thank you. You too. And that's uh, Can't Buy a Southern Girl's Donica Knight. She is just absolutely phenomenal. Um, her her EP is just amazing. And as you can tell, she's running on no sleep because she's out there working hard, promoting her own album. Um, so seriously, check her out. She's on Twitter, at Donica Knight, D-O-N-I-C-A. K-N-I-G-H-T. We're going to share it on both of our... on Twi- Actually, on all three of our Twitter accounts, the Stoops official Twitter account, my personal and Jeff's personal, and we'll also put it up on the Stoops uh, Facebook page tonight as well, uh, both her Twitter and her Facebook. Absolutely phenomenal. We cannot wait to have her back. Jeff, what did you think of the first song that we played tonight, which was Love Ain't a Prize?
1: I, uh, I love the first song, and as we kind of joked about in the beginning, I'm not the... Uh... Not the biggest country guy, but that, that'll that turn me, man. That's great music, and she is a terrific personality. If you haven't seen her, she's beautiful. The voice is beautiful. The music is really good, and I'm becoming a fan. I, I like it, and that's what we do here at these artists we get here. Um, you know, every artist we get, I just start to fall in love with their stuff, and it's just really exciting to get to talk to these people.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And if you're a star that's promoting your album right now, or you're up and coming, and you wanna showcase your music, you wanna come on and talk to us and promote uh your album, your webpage, whatever, please hit us up on our Twitter, on our Facebook. We would love to set something up for you because that's what we do here. Not only do we have the big names on, as you've seen in the past, uh, you know, actors from D B Sweeney and Kevin Serbo and Dave Coulier to Hall of Fame legendary athletes to professional wrestlers like Buff Bagwell and this Thursday Stevie Ray and in the past uh, WWE legend George the Animal Steel, we like to bring on the up-and-comers. And I don't like to call Donica Knight an up-and-comer because she's already been there. She's done some amazing things, has has written and recorded with the great iconic Ronnie Millsap. She's opened for bands like Three Doors Down and Leonard Skynyrd and Styx and Skid Row and the band Perry and Kid Rock and Luke Bryan. And you name it, she's been there. She is more of uh, a starlet now. That's what I'd like to call her as a starlet. Um, Absolutely phenomenal. Please check out her latest EP, which is Can't Buy a Southern Girl, and we'll talk a little bit about that um, on our Facebook and Twitter pages. So right now, real quick, Jeff, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to talk a few more points of discussion tonight, and then we'll end the show. But right now we're going to play one more song from the great Donica Knight, and this song I really like, and it's called Stomp. Enjoy it, and we'll be back in about four minutes.
4: I'm walking all alone down my yellow brick road And I stop to the beat of my own drum
0: Donica Knight's stomp from her nice. newest EP can't buy a Southern girl. Absolutely phenomenal, man. The little crossover of rock, the little crossover of country, it just mixes so well, and Donica Knight does it so flawlessly. Um, she's made me such a huge fan of hers, Jeff. She really did.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm loving it tonight. Both songs I've heard are great, and uh, talking with her is great. And you can hear her hard work. You can hear it in her voice she even apologized for, it, but. That's hard work, man. That's what it's all about to to get to the top. And uh, seems like she's ready to go.
0: No, and I, you know what? And we want to thank her not only for joining us, but also uh, she was doing some other stuff, and she uh, ended it early to join us tonight. And uh, we can't thank her enough for doing that. Um, absolutely, we, um, got to have her back on, especially when she releases that bonus song. That's a part of the album. Um, be releasing it uh, real soon. Uh, we're gonna try to get her on again just to play that track and uh, talk a little bit about uh what she's done from now until then and see what kind of uh even more success uh that she has um with this newest album. Absolutely phenomenal. Thank you Donica Knight for joining us. You can follow Donica Knight. You can go to her actual website which is www.donicanight.com D O N I C A K N I G H T which is also her Twitter handle and she is on Facebook as well. Unfortunately, I don't have that At the moment, oh, it's just facebook.com forward slash Donica period night. We're going to share that on the Stoops Facebook page as well as on all of our Twitter accounts uh, tonight. Please go there and follow her. She's a great girl, a hardworking girl, and deserves so much recognition for it, Jeff. So really awesome to have her with us. Um, um, So let's uh, jump back into a little bit more discussion. We're going to do this here. We're going to break it down. We're going to go a little bit longer with our shows. Um, let's jump into a little bit of politics real quick. We don't really like to talk politics here because where we can ex- respect other people's opinions, unfortunately, a lot of people don't respect other people's opinions. And that's one of the very things about politics that I don't like. If I like somebody for a certain reason and you like somebody for a certain reason, that's great, but you shouldn't attack me and I shouldn't attack you. So this is why we don't talk about it. But I, I got to bring this up um, Donald Trump. Donald Trump, let me ask you this. Is he good for the country, or should everybody just give us a break and say, listen, this guy is just not a good fit? What do you think about Donald Trump, in your opinion, um, as possibly our next president of the United States?
1: Strictly my opinion. Like you said, I don't want people to no longer tune in or to get down on us. but uh,
0: Yeah, it's, you know, it's just what we think. Yeah.
1: Exactly. A few years back, uh, former Philadelphia Eagle, John Runyon, uh, started getting into politics. And um, people said, why should we vote for you? And what do you know about politics? And he said, that's just it. I don't know everything about politics. I'm not a politician. And maybe it's time for guys like me to step up and start to learn it and start to get with the people of this country and make it better. I, I, for one, I like Donald Trump. I know he's arrogant. I know some of the things he says are off-key, but... He's just a guy who wants to see it work, and he's been successful uh, in business, and he's a smart guy to a degree. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, he says off cover things, but I-, I say at this rate, after all the years watching what politicians do, let's get a non-politician in the office and see what they can do. How much or better can he possibly do? I say get the guy a shot.
0: See, now... <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I don't feel that way. I honestly feel like he's, he's not a good fit um, because of some of the things he says and some of the things he does stir up. Um, if, if it comes down to it and he does become the president of the United States, I will respect him in that manner, and I will hopefully for all of us, hopefully for him, hopefully for the country, he does a very good job. That's what I hope for. Whoever gets in, I hope they do a phenomenal job because that's what the American people need. Um, I'm a Bernie Sanders guy. I respect and I like Bernie Sanders for a lot of the things he says. Most of all, he doesn't backtrack. He sticks with what he's been doing his entire political career and even before he was in politics. He's the same person. That's the kind of guy I want in who has the same consistent track record. Um you know, yeah. You know what? I, I I don't I don't think Donald Trump would be good for the country. But if he gets in, it would be interesting to see what Donald Trump could do for this country. So that's where we're gonna leave it with that. I just wanted to bring that up and wanted to see where 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 you felt about it. Um, totally respect it. Um, but once again, you know, it's you know that's one of the reasons why I really don't talk politics. It's just that Donald Trump is such a hot topic right now. We just had to dive into that um, a little bit. Let's go into sports a little, uh, a little here for uh, before the end of the show. Uh, some sad news to report. Uh, TNT announcer Craig Sager tells HBO's Real Sports that the cancer, which is the leukemia he has had that he's battled for the last two years, is no longer in remission and has returned. So our thoughts, our prayers, our fingers across for the awesome Craig Sager. Keep fighting it, buddy. You can beat it. I believe for the third time now. So. Um, that's always sad. I've always enjoyed Craig Sager, and I've enjoyed his ties and his suits that he wears, and I hope we get to see that some more.
1: Absolutely. So. He's the uh, he's the Don Cherry of uh, basketball.
0: Yes, he is, yeah. but except that Don he's don't better don't because know. Don Cherry's a schmuck. So <laughs>
1: Oh, now this is debate time. Here we go.
0: <laughs> Listen, I have my reasons, but I hear you. that's right. That? <laughs> All right, man. Uh, sticking with sports. Dwight Howard of the Houston Rockets was caught put, putting a sticky substance on the basketball the other night. And I just got a uh, breaking news alert that the Rockets received a warning from the league regarding Dwight Howard's admitted use of stickem. Let me ask you this. Did the Rockets deserve a warning? Or do you think Dwight Howard deserves some kind of a fine suspension for doing this?
1: I don't think so. I don't think stickem is any great mystery. All of a sudden that it's ooh, He's using stickem. Uh, let's give him a warning.
0: Course, in basketball? Around, Come on.
1: But it's been around forever, and everybody knows it. I mean, if you're using it in any sport, obviously it's a substance that sports is banned. And Dwight Howard, the, the image gets more and more tarnished every time you hear something about him or something out of his mouth. So I, I say slap him at a couple of games and uh, yeah, teach him his lesson. He, he he's not fooling anybody. And obviously he knows that what he's doing is not really legal. I don't care if it's basketball or you wouldn't stick him on your bat in baseball or anything of that nature. It's just Dwight Howard being a schmuck.
0: <laughs> and he is, man, and he is.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Unbelievable. All right, man, sticking uh, – what was that? Guy had a chance
1: to really he, the guy had a chance to really be a special player, but uh, he just caught up in today's genre of being all about me and superstar this and that, and it, it's ruining in my eyes.
0: Oh, man. Let's stick with sports here. St. Louis radio host Dino Costa is making headlines for some sexist thoughts that he said. Um, And I'll I'll say it here on his Twitter. He said, like I've always said, without apology, women have no place in the world of legitimate sports talk radio. No sexism. Simply fact, even women don't want to hear women doing sports radio or covering much of the male-dominated world of sports. He stands by his opinion without apology. Women have not shown the ability to do sports radio effectively. The medium is all wrong for them. And, it, you know, I got to say, listen, I've worked with women in sports. My background is sports media. I've worked with some amazing, amazing women um, who've done some amazing things. I've heard, We've had women on our radio show, Tanya Mercado, uh, cityfieldsofdreams.com, absolutely phenomenal on our show, phenomenal in the world of sports. Uh, Melanie Newman, who is a friend of mine who does a lot of stuff, uh, for the minor leagues and major league baseball. And, uh, she's covering, uh, the spring training right now in Arizona and down in Florida. She is absolutely amazing on the field. She's absolutely amazing in her reporting. Um, I don't get why this guy is saying it. Don't know if he's got a small penis or he's been spurned by women in the past. Um, I just got to say, Dino Costa, your your opinion is is sexist. Don't say no sexism. Don't say it's simply fact. It's not a fact. It's probably because not many people listen to your show. Who knows? Um, Absolutely disgusting. Jeff, what do you think about it? Is there room for women in sports, and should guys like Dino Costa be taken off of sports radio?
1: I got to say, there's definitely room for women in sports any field that they can study and learn and watch. Like, honestly, if I got this great obsession with uh, fashion and I want to, on a fashion network as a straight heterosexual guy and I say, hey, this fashion and these boots and shoes and shirts and, and all look great on women and I know what I'm talking about, I belong there. If these women study sports and follow sports and and live it and they report it, they're allowed in the field. It, it's a free world right now. It really is. And I, I think... The comments are from a guy who's undershadowed. He sees women on TV and being popular in sports and thinking, hey, that should be me, so let me make a smart-ass comment to get my name in the news. It's ridiculous. It's irresponsible.
0: Unbelievable, man. I I, I just don't get people. I really don't. There's no room for this crap, man. It's 2016. I'm going to go back to everything. Women matter. Men matter. In sports and in life. Black lives matter. White lives matter. Everybody's life matters. It's 2016. Everybody needs to shut up, step up, be men, be women, band together, and it's all going to be good. So these uh, comments by Dino Costa, absolutely disgusting. And uh, for my friends, Tanya Mercado, for my friends, Melanie Newman, for so many of them, um, you know, just get this jackass off the radio. That's how I feel. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about Hulkamania, brother. (laughs) <laughs> because Hulkamania is now running wild in the money pit. Well, not even a money pit, but man, they opened up the vault. Hulkamania's in there, man. He's he's swimming with the dollars. Hulk Hogan was awarded 115 million dollars from a Florida jury on Friday because of his civil lawsuit against Gawker um and uh you know, re- you know releasing his sex tape and it's grown even bigger as he was awarded an extra 55 million dollars today. Uh, excuse, excuse me, an extra twenty-five million in punitive damages. So, in overall, he's getting over a hundred and sixty million dollars now for what happened to him. Um, the breakdown of it: uh, Gawker owes him fifteen million. Um, Gawker founder uh, Nick, Nick Denton owes him ten million, and Gawker editor A.J. Delario has to give him one hundred thousand dollars uh nick denton's net worth is 121 million dollars delarios is has nothing more but 27 thousand dollars in student debt This coming from anna phillips twitter account um did you follow this story at all jeff what did you think about it and do you think somebody like hulk hogan deserved uh what he got um considering what aaron andrews got and now aaron andrews is basically uh the scum of society it seems like because of it
1: yeah, I was going to uh, compare that actually when you brought the story up. Um, very much like the Aaron Andrews thing, Andrews is was a little more invasion of privacy because here she is just getting dressed in a hotel room, and she got reverse peeped and and that's that's pretty extreme. Hogan, if you're going to tell me he had no recollection or no idea that his video that he's shooting is going to get seen or make its way out, I call I call bullshit on that. No offense to, to the language, but. Come on, man! Hulk Hogan's been in the media for forever, and and somebody's going to get a hold of his stuff. It's going to get out there, and I think give him a ridiculous amount of money. Um, I don't see his invasion of privacy. I'm sure that, in my opinion, I'm a wrestling guy. I've been a Hulk Hogan guy in the past. In my opinion, I think he found a way to make sure that leaks.
0: Yeah, you got to wonder. I mean, there's, there was a lot of things. Um, uh, everybody knows. Brutus the Barber beefcake, Ed Leslie. I'm friends with him on Facebook, and uh, Ed Leslie put up something on Facebook the other day. He he couldn't understand why, um, when asked questions about his friends, he said that you know that's who he's been known to hang out with. But Hulk Hogan said the reason why we don't hang out anymore is because we don't. I don't get along with his wife. Ed Leslie wrote up on Facebook. I don't understand that. That's never been any kind of a problem. Why is he throwing our names in this? He was really upset about it. So it's like, man, it, it, Hulk Hogan just really takes people down with him. It seems and throws them under the bus. And uh, you know, now we have rumors that he's going to return at WrestleMania. Oh. I don't, you know, what with that kind of money, I don't even know why WWE want to bring him back. I don't know if it's because he's in the media. I don't know if it's because he's Hulk Hogan. You know, people are going to go, ha- you know, go nuts to see Hulk Hogan every once in a while. There's no question about it. He was a huge part of professional wrestling, but I feel like. Those days are pretty much over, and uh, WWE needs to really just stay away. And uh, we need to see um, what happens next. But I don't think he deserves it. So that's how I feel. No. And um, yeah. you know, yeah. I, I feel bad for Erin Andrews. I, I don't, I don't particularly think Erin Andrews has the greatest personality. Sometimes I feel like she comes off as a little bit of a, of a snob. But then again, it's all after all of this stuff. So who knows? Maybe she is being really guarded by really. Hate the fact that I'm gonna defend Erin Andrews right now. That people were saying such nasty things about her because she was suing this hotel chain and the guy who leaked her video. Like you said, reverse people, real invasion of privacy, man. You know, she yeah. had no idea what was going on. That was leaked, and people were just looking at her, you know, nude in her room, in her private room for so long. It's it's disgusting that she gets a bad rap, and Hulk Hogan is now getting a good rap over this and. I, I I really don't know what's going on with us in, in as a society. Don't get it, man.
1: That's, that's ridiculous. Well, you know, you, you reward so many people for the wrong reasons. And uh, I was going to joke around, you know, WrestleMania, Hulk Hogan, uh, battle the Sex Days. Hulk Hogan in one corner, and uh, the tag team of Kim Kardashian and Paris Hilton in the other corner.
2: So,
0: <laughs> oh man! The hey, talk- the dog is in studio. What are you doing here, guys? <laughs>
1: He doesn't like. It. He's all anti Hulk Hogan. He came running down here and and barking. You know he's not he's not happy about the, the Hulk Hogan. What are you situation. talking about, brother?
0: We don't like Hulk Hogan, <laughs> brother. All right. Well, this is going to be the end of our show. It was a great, great show. We want to once again thank Donica Knight for joining us tonight and talking about her newest album, Can't Buy a Southern Girl. You can check it out at www.DonicaKnight.com. It's going to be up on our Facebook, facebook.com slash Stoop Radio. It's going to be up on our Twitter at The Stoop Radio 1. And then you can also follow her on Twitter as well at Donica Knight, which we will post about it. Uh, Thursday is going to be a good show. We're going back in time. We're going to do some wrestling talk. And joining us is one half of one of the greatest tag teams ever. of And it's called Harlem Heat and that Stevie Ray, the brother of Booker T, is going to be joining us to talk about his wrestling career, his time in WCW. We're going to bring some stuff up uh, that we spoke to uh, with uh, Buff Bagwell and see what he has to say about everything that happened with WCW, and uh, we'll talk to him a little bit about the WWE Hall of Fame as well because he was a part of it, inducting Booker T into it a couple of years ago. So, well, uh, it's, it's going to be a fun show. It's going to be great to be able to be joined by Stevie Ray and talk to him. That's March 24th, this Thursday, 7.30 p.m., Eastern time. Um, Jeff, this is a great show, man. Are you gonna go uh, get Absolutely. off now and uh listen to a little bit of Donica Knight?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna uh I'm gonna check some out. I'm gonna listen to some more. I really like it. Gonna uh gonna finish the beer and eat a little something and listen to some music and uh relax. There
0: you up. go. Perfect time. So yes, yeah, so you can join us again on Thursday night as we're joined by former W C W professional wrestler Stevie Ray at seven thirty PM Eastern time. And once again, thank you. For, for Donika Knight for joining us, and if you're just tuning in, you can re-listen to this program on our radio on on the Blog Talk Radio uh, for the Stoop, and um, it's stoop uh, stoopradio Check it out, listen to it. Go grab Donica Knight's album, support an amazing, amazing girl. For Jeff Perini, I'm Jonathan Raggis. You all have a great, great night. See you
1: Thursday, thanks.